Support for this podcast comes from ODC Dance. The world-class company returns for Dance Downtown, March 27th through the 31st, with two electrifying programs and five works, springing from cartoon, the news, and human connection. ODC.dance slash downtown. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. A state lawmaker unveiled legislation aimed at further restricting so-called ghost guns, firearms that are assembled out of components and don't have serial numbers that can be used by law enforcement to trace them. The bill seeks to ensure that only state-licensed manufacturers are authorized to use or sell the 3D printers and milling machines used to make the firearm components. Assemblymember Mike Gibson, who represents parts of Los Angeles County, says the legislation would make it illegal to provide the digital instructions or codes for these printers. And this will close the loophole and make it illegal for anyone that is not a licensed manufacturer in the state of California for giving out this code to produce these ghost guns. Again, enough is enough. Those people who do pass on the printer codes could be liable for injuries and damages. Ghost guns have become increasingly common in street violence, with many California cities passing bans on them. A new state-backed report gives the first-ever bird's-eye view of California's spending on homelessness programs. The state has shelled out more than $10 billion in the last few years to get people housed. But Ben Christopher of the online news site CalMatters says that despite that spending, the state has a long way to go to get people housed. So we learned that between 2018 and 2021, California funded homelessness services that reached more than half a million people But of that total, a majority did not end up in permanent housing at the end of the period. And 17% wound up exiting whatever program they were in and returning to homelessness. Beyond that, a quarter just fell off the radar entirely. The state doesn't know what happened to them. Now, this report was just a survey. It didn't provide recommendations of how the state can better spend the money. But lawmakers are digging into these numbers now to find out what works and what doesn't. That's Ben Christopher of CalMatters. Hi, I'm Tyler Foggett. Join me and my colleagues as we go beyond the headlines and deepen your understanding of the forces shaping our world today on The Political Scene, a newly updated podcast from The New Yorker. With episodes three times each week, The Political Scene accesses the sharpest minds in politics for insight and analysis about everything from abortion rights to the war in Ukraine. Make sure you're following The Political Scene, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Brian Stelter, and I hope you'll join me on Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Every Thursday, I'm getting the inside take from the best reporters in the country on what figures like Elon Musk, Donald Trump, Kevin McCarthy, and Marjorie Taylor Greene are doing. I think she wants to make things happen. She wants to get legislation passed. She made clear to me that she wants to have a president who upholds Christian values. She embraces the term Christian nationalist. That's Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair, available wherever you get your podcasts. Despite protests from many community members, construction has resumed to replace fences with two 30-foot walls at Friendship Park, which sits on the U.S.-Mexico border in San Diego County. The historic park on the westernmost end of the border has long been a place where families from both sides of the border can meet up. 
it is the only place on the U.S.-Mexico border where Customs and Border Protection officials uh, formally allow for people to reunite with loved ones through the border wall. So uh, these days, Friendship Park is known because people from all over the state of California, and in fact, from all over the nation, travel to this location uh, to uh, enter between security walls uh, that exist on the U.S. side of the border and to press up against the wall on the international boundary where they can touch fingertips and engage in conversation uh, with friends and loved ones from Mexico. That's John Fanistil with the group Friends of Friendship Park. It's been pushing for construction of the border wall to be halted. He says this will be a black mark at such a historical site. The visual impression of these 30-foot walls is a complete decimation of the visual environment and of the user experience or the visitor experience on both sides of the border. On the Mexican side, Friendship Park is a vital public plaza, open to the public. Thousands of people visit every year. It's a landmark location. The replacement of several miles of border fence between California and Mexico began under the Trump administration. It was halted by President Biden. But this week, Customs and Border Protection continued work on the 30-foot-high walls. In a statement, Customs and Border Protection said access to the park remains a high priority for the agency, as well as protecting any native and protected plants in the area. And now to a preview of our sister show, The California Report's Weekly Magazine. This week, host Sasha Coca tells us about the 75th anniversary of one of the deadliest plane crashes in California history. Back in 1948, an airplane took a nosedive in the Las Gatas Canyon in the Central Valley. On board were 28 Mexican braceros who were being deported from Oakland to the Mexican border. The bodies of the white pilot, stewardesses, and immigration agent were all sent home to their loved ones. And the remains of the Mexican passengers were pushed into an unmarked mass grave in Fresno's Holy Cross Cemetery, never to be heard from again. To add insult to injury, the newspaper reports uh, mentioned the name of the American crew members, but didn't name the Mexican passengers, only referred to them as deportees. You won't have a name when you ride the big airplane. And all they will call you will be deportees. The unnamed deportees inspired Woody Guthrie to write a song called Deportee, Plane Rack at Las Gatas Canyon, sung here by his son Arlo Guthrie and Pete Seeger. It shook all our hills. And who are these friends all scattered like dried leaves? The radio says they are just deportees. That song hung in the air for 60 years until the son and the grandson of migrant farm workers born and raised here in the San Joaquin Valley decided, I want to answer that question, who are these friends? Those deportees remained anonymous until poet and author Tim Z. Hernandez started tracking down their families decades later. My name is Michael, my last name is Rodriguez. I was eight months old when my Aunt Maria died on that plane crash. Next to her, they found a bag of blue baby clothes. I was eight months old at the time, and it pretty much became a fact that those clothes were probably coming to me in Mexico. Unfortunately, they never made it. And all that will call you will be to hear the rest of that story, tune in to this week's California Report magazine, either on some public radio stations or on the show's podcast. It's the best way we can grow our good fruit. And that is the California Report for Friday, February 17th, 
We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Brendan Willard, Jim Bennett, and Seal Muller. Our producers are Amanda Stupai and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our interim director of news is Erica Kelly. Our vice president of news is Ethan Tobin Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a good weekend. And all that will call you will be deported. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Healthcare. Alerting listeners to the critical blood shortage in the area, now's the time to donate blood and make a difference. StanfordBloodCenter.org. Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at Guideline.com CA. Guideline. The California way to 401k. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at SchmidtFutures.com. Support for this podcast comes from ODC Dance. The world-class company returns for Dance Downtown, March 27th through the 31st, with two electrifying programs and five works, springing from cartoon, the news, and human connection. ODC.dance slash downtown. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions. Online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. Hey, John Favreau here. There's no shortage of political takes in 2024, but quantity doesn't cut it. We need a better conversation about the latest biggest election of our lives. On Pod Save America, me and my co-host cut through the noise to help you figure out what matters and how you can help. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, Pod Save America is breaking down the political news that makes us laugh, cry, and snap our laptops in half. Expensive year for laptops. Make sure to check out new episodes of Pod Save America on your favorite podcast platform or our YouTube channel now.